Welcome to BIV Today. I'm reporter Tyler Orton. And look, I think it's obvious we are in the throes of a holiday shopping season right now that is like none we've ever seen before. We're in the middle of a pandemic. So how is that impacting the way that we shop? With us to break it all down, it is Craig Patterson. He's editor-in-chief at retailinsider.com. Craig, thanks for joining us on the show once again. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I recall uh, it's Black Friday, and there's all these news stories. If you just go to Calgary, which we're not in like the United States, where it's like Black Friday is this huge tradition. We're talking about Calgary, Alberta, and there are malls with massive crowds, even reports of like fights breaking out. We're in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, Did this come as a surprise to you? Was this kind of disconcerting to hear at, at this moment in time? Especially in Calgary. I mean, Alberta has uh, pretty high COVID numbers. Uh, I, I heard the same thing, that there'd actually been some fights breaking out at the uh, CF Chinook Centre specifically. So, uh, yeah, no, that, that's very concerning. I, I didn't think that many people would be going out. I was hoping that people would have stayed home and uh, maybe shopped online and, you know, been, been safe. But apparently, uh, a lot of people missed that memo that, you know, there's a pandemic and uh, just hordes of crowds, and it wasn't just that mall. It, you know, across the country, I've heard there's been there's been crowds in malls. Uh, those that are still open and haven't been shut down by governments, like in Ontario and Manitoba. But uh, it's it's it is concerning, absolutely. Well, and that's what surprised me as well, because I thought that there was going to be kind of this mass acceleration with regards to online shopping. I, I think we're seeing signs of that, but I, I just I don't really understand that urge that many people seem to have to actually go elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder with so many other people out there, especially amidst this pandemic. Yeah. And what I think is interesting too, is uh, this does actually, I suppose, demonstrate the theory that people do like physical experiences because what uh, I'd read about what happened at the CF Chinook center um, around black Friday was that people were actually not even just like some of the younger people that were there, I guess, causing some problems weren't even there shopping. They were just hanging out in the shopping center like they would have before a pandemic. And I find that really interesting because it does speak to how a shopping center is a gathering place. But right now, it's probably not a good idea to have a shopping center as a gathering place. So if we look to the future, let's say it's six, maybe nine months from now, um, we have widespread vaccinations across Canada. Does that give you hope that there will be kind of that, that resurgence to these physical retailers that people just have this feeling to actually be there, to be able to have that tactile kind of interaction with a lot of, you know, what they're shopping for? I think so. I think a large chunk of the population, if this vaccine does indeed work, which hopefully it does, um, people will be more confident. Uh, you, you'll see at least a greater consumer confidence, which is going to come and shop in, in stores, which I think is a good thing. You're still going to have some people that, you know, they're going to say, well, there's a, was it 95% effective? Generally, they're saying about these vaccines. That means there's still a 5% chance that maybe it won't work. I'm not quite sure how this works, actually. Clearly, I'm not a scientist or a statistician. (laughs) But on the flip side, what's happened over the last few months is people have gotten used to shopping more online. And even though we've seen the crowds in those malls, and we've seen across the country, you know, different places that are still busy, uh, consumer habits that I think are going to be permanent are being formed where people are shopping online more now. I know I'm doing it myself. My mom is shopping for groceries online for the first time ever. Uh, these are all new things that uh, many of us were not doing before and uh, are going to find out or have already learned that it's convenient and easy 
uh, you know, why go to a physical store, say, to buy your groceries when you can do it online? And people now are finding that with other, uh, you know, segments of retail that they're able to buy things, just have it shipped to their homes. Or if they want to go pick it up on a, you know, in front of the store, they can do that as well. Is that somewhat concerning, though, for maybe those smaller retailers, the, the folks that maybe aren't quite as adept at adjusting to this e-commerce trend, the, the ones that might not be able to compete with the, the Amazons or the Walmarts or the Best Buys of the world? Yeah, I mean, the world is changing and uh, all businesses have to be up on it. Uh, we're moving into a digital world. There, there's certainly still going to be physical retail and, you know, restaurants and fitness and whatnot. But uh, I, I do think that we're going to see a real blurring between, you know, physical and virtual. And uh, that's not going to change. We're moving into the future faster than we were before. Uh, I think COVID is kind of, I say it's like to put us in this like a slingshot and has propelled us forward a few years. Uh, in terms of online innovation, um, even though people, you know, will be excited to get back to physical retail, they're not going to stop necessarily shopping online for things. Uh, uh, this has become a, a matter of convenience that I, I don't think is going to go away unless there's, you know, issues around supply chain or logistics where we can't get product to people's homes. It is inefficient, if you think about it, to be just shipping a whole bunch of stuff out to everybody's houses because, you know, of the amount of, you know, fuel and time and, you know, clogging up roads to get packages. You know, I can order something on Amazon right now. It'll probably arrive tomorrow morning. It may only be one little item and they got it from a warehouse to my home. And if you think about it, that's really inefficient because before stuff was sent from a warehouse to say a physical store, you know, you're making one trip with a bunch of stuff instead of a bunch of little trips for all kinds of little things. Well, maybe that uh, portends to the uh, those drone delivery services that might be coming soon. Um, I don't know if that's going to be accelerated the way that maybe online sales are, but do you really get the sense that just for the first time, people that never even considered doing online shopping, which I, I think is a smaller and smaller segment every year, but they're finally getting on board with this? Absolutely. And, and shopping for things that they may not have shopped for online before. Uh, a lot of people still like to go to the grocery store and pick out their own produce. But now uh, with online shopping, you know, Sophie's Voila is an example. They've got robots that pick it. Uh, people have said, actually, the quality of the produce is pretty good. It's as good as they would have picked. So, um, yeah, I, I do think that we are going to see a continued shift uh, uh, towards online shopping. And what's going to happen as well is those businesses that are doing it, that are successful in doing it well, are going to see continued and increased success, I think, as people, again, shift online for certain things. And we are going to have stores for certain things in the future. I think it's going to be, you know, one type of store is going to be convenience. Uh, you know, you need something quickly, you got to run a Dollarama or you're going to 7-Eleven. Uh, on the other hand, you're going to have, uh, you know, luxury stores, which uh, I think are the most experiential retail spaces in Canada. If you think about Vancouver and Alberni Street, uh, there's private shopping suites at some of these stores. Uh, you can go in for a one-on-one -on -one consultation. Uh, you know, I'm sure sanitization, et cetera, has been all, you know, thought of and dealt with and strategized and whatnot and, and creating that experience. So um, I do think, again, that we're going to see physical retail uh, prevail, uh, certainly, in, in a showroom capacity as well as an experiential capacity or in a, in a convenience capacity. But we will see more sales move online, I think, uh, in, in the next two to three years. There's really no question at this point. Is there kind of a sense of anxiety right now about 
these retailers' ability to rebound. I, I think about new restrictions that are coming into place across Canada here in BC. Um, you have to have kind of a very specific bubble within your household, even if you just want to go out to a uh, restaurant at this point. Um, how are we going to be able to rebound amidst all these restrictions? Do you think it's going to be a quick rebound? Do you think some stores are just going to shutter permanently before many of these restrictions are lifted? It's a good question. It really depends on the business. Some, some are going to try to, to hold out, I, I think, for the time period, expecting that things will get back to at least, I guess, some degree of normalcy. But it, it really depends because we are seeing delays. I mean, the vaccine is going to be rolled out over a period of time to the point that probably most of us wouldn't be able to get it to the fall. Uh, we've got a situation where we've got businesses struggling. And in the meantime, we've got people that are hesitant to do certain things, uh, say going into a physical space or uh, are working from home and don't need a certain you know, set of items such as say fancy clothes or whatnot, uh, like they would if they were in more of a physical environment. So uh, it's, it's, it's really gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen uh, over the next few months. But yeah, I, I do think we're gonna see some businesses fail. Uh, that's, just, that's just what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, at the same time, it was the case that before all of this, there were this was actually a really challenging time for the retail industry and for restaurants. There was a restaurateur in Toronto that they got something like forty-six billion dollars in debt. Uh, they were in trouble before COVID nineteen. Uh, you know, no question there. I, I knew about this a year before. They said that they were going to be filing for bankruptcy. Didn't happen. They finally did during COVID and. Uh, you know, it's just an example, one of many, Aldo shoes had a ton of debt before COVID. So, you know, COVID just accelerated a lot of what we're seeing already, be it bankruptcies, uh, uh, you know, a creditor protection filing from, from retailers and other businesses, uh, or, or the uh, adoption of online as well as click and collect and uh, home delivery, et cetera. All of this, uh, again, I think has been really, really accelerated. So we're, we've just moved to the future uh, quite rapidly and we'll probably continue to see a really interesting acceleration, I think, into 2021. Because uh, a lot of companies out there right now are, are trying to innovate. They see this as their opportunity to get rich by developing something that a lot of people will want to use. And that's going to be a digital product. Yeah, well, maybe jumping off of that, though, do you think that there are some trends that are less likely to stick around or, or some that are more likely? I, I'm just wondering if uh, curbside picks up, pickup is going to be here to stay, uh, that, that contactless thing. It might be convenient for others. Others might just like going into the store and just, uh, you know, poking around at uh, the, the television sets or what have you at, a, at Best Buy, for example. I think it depends. You know, some people are time starved and uh, some people actually just really hate going into stores. I'm not one of those people generally. <laughs> I like going into stores, but yeah, no, there, there are people out there, you know, thinking about, you know, my late father who would love something like curbside pickup because you don't have to go into the store. I think you're going to have probably more men than women doing this, just knowing how people shop, you know, but, but absolutely, if you can do something quick, fast, easy and convenient, uh, yeah. I mean, we did have curbside pickup before. Uh, it was not nearly as uh, pervasive as it is now, but um, will that trend, I, I don't think it'll go away. People may use it a little bit less, but uh, again, if this is something that people are finding to be easy and if the retailer is actually doing it right and is executing on that in a way that's you know fairly seamless or at least extremely convenient for the consumer, I think consumers are going to continue to do it. I, I would do it myself, but I, I love home delivery. Again, I said it was uh, inefficient, but... Uh, you know, nothing beats getting a package quickly to your door. Uh, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, well, I have to say, I, I was getting anxious uh, last week where I uh, like 
because we're primarily working from home here at the newspaper, but we will have meetings once a week. And it just so happened that the one package I was still waiting on for all my Christmas purchases, uh, they happened to try to deliver it while I was at the office. And I was just like, out of all the hours in the day, this is the one that they decide to do. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tricky. I mean, if you've got, if you're in a building that's like, you know, a multifamily building with concierge, it's not a problem. But you know, that, that brings up the whole, you know, companies dropping things on porches, you know, if a person lives in a house, uh, theft is, is a big issue. And apparently there are people out there that just follow these delivery vehicles and, uh, you know, go and try to scoop up whatever packages they can, which is kind of terrifying for people that live in houses and are expecting, you know, deliveries on their front doorstep. You know, they're, they're getting robbed and there are certainly professional criminals out there that are doing that. Well, when we look towards Boxing Day, it's just in a few weeks. We have a lot of economic uncertainty right now, but I also had a conversation with the chief economist for the British, uh, the Business Council of British Columbia, and he was saying that a lot of people are just sitting on a lot of savings right now. Um, and these, are, of course, are people that have not been afflicted nearly as badly by the pandemic as others in terms of their economic prospects, those that weren't relying on going into, say, restaurants to work or, or retail shops to work early on. Um, do you think that we are in store for a, a big Boxing Day kind of extravaganza in terms of overall sales? Do, do you think that people are still going to be a little bit hesitant to put money down into some big purchases uh, on what's known as the biggest shopping day of the year here in Canada? Yeah, I think it's going to be maybe a little bit slower than before. Uh, it was quite often done in physical stores, uh, but but certainly we saw an increase in online shopping. Uh, I think it depends because I think as we as we are moving towards you know Christmas Day, this certainly has meaning for some people, and and, and you know people are shopping accordingly, or you know they're they're buying things to make this a special Christmas because we don't know if this is going to be you know Grandma's last Christmas type of thing, right? Uh, granted, I'm not sure about the, you know, gathering with grandma personally, maybe it's not a good idea with, you know, potential contagious nature of a virus. But uh, I think that some people are really trying to make this holiday special. Uh, this year has been a very unusual one. We've been staying indoors a lot, generally, uh, uh, you know, being isolated. And so I'm not sure if Boxing Day is going to be quite as attractive to some because uh, unless it's home goods, if it's a, a TV or if it's something that people are coveting for their home, because I think people will still be staying home more. This is something that might do very well on uh, Boxing Day, but something like fashion purchases. Uh, I know a lot of companies are not rushing to get their employees back into offices. Uh, we'll probably won't see the same uh, fashion, uh, you know, sale uh, fervor that we would have seen in years past. But if it's something to do with, say, uh, something new for the home, yeah, I, I think this could be a very, very good Black Friday. But uh, but uh, you know, and there's consumers out there that still have money and want to shop. I mean, there's certainly some that are are challenged right now. But we've seen people with money there, that, you know, savings. Uh, I, certainly for high ticket items, I'm surprised how much we're seeing. Uh, a lot of people are buying stuff like jewelry, as an example. It's not you know a home good, but uh, uh, some of the jewelry stores in Vancouver are just doing incredible numbers right now. Uh, people are treating themselves by buying something that's expensive and. Uh, I would expect that for something like home goods and, and certain fashion items, perhaps like bags would do extremely well uh, during Boxing Day if there's a sale, which hopefully there is. Well, right now, my biggest fashion statement, I think, for the last eight or nine months has been sweatpants and hoodies. So I, I might not be in, in the category that would also be uh, going for any big sales that would happen or might not happen this year. But um, Craig, as always, 
a pleasure to talk to you. I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. That's Craig Patterson, Editor-in-Chief at RetailInsider.com. And that is it for the show today. We'll be back tomorrow, though. And for now, I want to thank everyone for listening. I am reporter Tyler Orton, and you can go to BIV.com for more stories and more interviews there. Thank you.